You're listening to Supporting Siblings, where we share the experiences of our not-so-typical life as a brother and sister of individuals impacted by developmental disabilities. Here are your hosts, Larry and Laura. Hey, this is Larry Fish, host of Supporting Siblings. On this segment, we have Vince Tobia, and he is going to share his thoughts about his career as a special education teacher, the recent diagnosis of his brother's autism, and vision that he has for the future. So here's the segment with Vince Tobia. Well, we're back. As we mentioned yesterday, we were going to see if uh, Vince can sit in on an episode. What's up, Godson? Uh, it's hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, we did like a, a long one yesterday, and we had Chris on as a guest, and Katie actually came on. That was fantastic. What you have to pay her to get her to do that I, you know i don't know something <laughs> switch he's like i'll do it you just started a new job today that's pretty cool i did yeah. yes so i've been teaching for collectively five years now today i started as a special education teacher at north collins high school oh wow how many kids what kind of class so they're inclusion classes um two eighth one ninth grade and i have three self-contained classes in English, uh, grades seven, eight, and nine. The inclusion classes range from 15 to 19 students, and the self-contained, there's a group of three, four, and five. So they're small groups, very small groups. Are you focused on the phys ed no, end of it? No, it's special ed. Just also special all ed, special ed. It's English classes. English classes. Yep. You did mention that. But yeah. I do know football is the long-term goal. It is the long-term goal. How's that goal. going? It's a very tough world to break into, I'm discovering. Um, it's a lot easier said than done. I've been a lot of cool places up to this point. Vanderbilt to name one. I mean, you would know that better than anybody. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really hard world to break into. So, um, I've interviewed a lot of places. We just got to hope one sticks. Um, I do think that one of my goals in the future is to bring back and to revive Agape. Oh, wow. Um, I don't know if I've ever mentioned that to you. No, but, uh, this is news to me. This is cool. Yeah. So uh, for those of you who are listening and don't know, Agape was the ministry slash fellowship slash advocate group that my grandmother started. And I've often said that if football ever provides me the uh, lucrative career. Actually, I, I said provides. Let me try Provide, that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So if football ever provides me the lucrative career that it has given some people, I don't know that I could spend all the money that I would get from coaching football. So what I've always wanted to do is start that group back up and oh, that'd be fantastic. and give back to people with disabilities. It's especially in education. It's become my favorite people of, yeah. you know, my favorite population to work with, let's say. So, yeah, let's talk about that a minute. I mean, obviously our brothers, your, your two uncles, Mm-hmm. I mean, what was it? And, and and your mom's a teacher. We had a great time in her class today. She's yeah. got some great kids. And Katie was in there. It's never a dull love, moment. Uh, never, yeah. <laughs> They're just so full of love. I mean, I walked in the room, and, and, and a young young one of the young students just walked up and wrapped his arms around me like we were, you know, best friends. And that's I love that. Yeah. They're full of love and spirit. But what, uh, what tugged you in that direction? When I got into college... I wasn't always an education major. Um, you might remember this. You might not. The first three years of my degree was sports management. I made it all the way to my internship. 
I went to the internship while I was playing for Edinburgh. Yeah, I remember that part. Yep. Um, not my cup of tea. It was mm. a lot of math, a lot of desk work, and a lot of sitting still. And I, I, it was very quickly something that I grew to dislike as opposed to like. And the guy that I worked for, very gracious, popular hockey mind, comes from the Scotty Bowman tree, had, uh, had approached me and asked me what was wrong, more or less. And I essentially told him I'm going stir crazy. And he said, if I could make a suggestion to you, I, like, I think you should go into phys ed. And it was after I switched to phys ed that I began to work with adapted phys ed. And adapted phys ed was my favorite class and still is to this day. Yeah. yeah, it's so much fun. There's nobody complaining about having to, you know, change their clothes or the fact that their sneakers might get dirty or lack of participating because it's not the cool thing to do. It's just we're here to have fun and let's go get after it. And mm -hmm. that's something that I really appreciate and really came to enjoy quite a bit. So that's what got me into that probably 2013 is when I was first exposed to the special education world in a school. Uh, I never had special ed classes growing up. You know, Was I, that still in Georgia? No, this was while I was in uh, while I was at Edinburgh. Oh, Edinburgh. Okay. Yep. So yeah, I was um, just finishing my playing career. Then when I got to Canisius, I took adapted PE again, and that was the like the 2.0 part of that class. And it was so much fun. Um, you know, the thing that I say in job interviews is special education classes are the only classes where they don't see race. They don't see gender. They don't see fat and thin. They don't see any yeah, of that. Exactly. We're all the same group of people. And like you just mentioned, that kid came up and gave you a big hug today because you're all, everyone is just, there's yeah. no... No judgment, pure spirits. No judgment and... No rational thinking judgment. No red, no blue, no none no, of that. No, yeah. none of that. It, yeah. It's the it's the best description I can come up with is it's the way Christ sees us. Yes, exactly. And, I've, I've repeated that a gazillion times and you get it too. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, in regards to Chris, which ended up being the majority of our episode, you've always been an awesome big brother to him. And uh, it's so obvious how much Chris loves you and adores you looks up to you and my um, shadow yes right <laughs> we'll have to go frog splash him he's by he's sleeping right now never ever <laughs> ever have to twist my arm to jump on that kid those of you <laughs> listening a, chris can't go anywhere without me tackling him on the couch or giving him a wet willy uh, it's his favorite thing in america it's great you guys jumped <laughs> dove right into it last night oh yeah and then he begins with the you know, getting up like he was in a in a ring, you know, in the movements, yeah. and he just, tries. It's just it's it's hilarious. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, you know the news. Chris was recently diagnosed, and he, um, you know, wait till you hear what he had to say. I really, I'm super proud of how he articulated his feelings and what. Uh, obviously, uh, us as a family, I'm just going to let you comment on that and what your thoughts are on it, and. We've all had our suspicions over the mm -hmm. years. Laura, obviously, his mom or my sister, we've talked about it and, and suspected it, and I think even tried to get that diagnosis earlier on, but nonetheless, it took a little bit longer, and here it is. Going back to when he was little, uh, 
once he started walking and moving around, that kid's been my shadow. And we've done a lot together. So I wasn't surprised, especially when you kind of get to know his quirks and you can see how he flaps his hands when he gets excited. You mm-hmm. you can, especially now that I have special education training, you can tell. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you can tell. You just know. You've been around right. it your entire life when it comes to John John. Oh, yeah. And Billy. Billy's a Between little Between being exposed at a very, you know, at birth to John and Billy and then growing up around Agape and everybody else we were around and then in turn going into special education, it was, I wasn't surprised at all. The main thing that I think I can convey to Chris and to anyone else is I'm not going to let the diagnosis or the enlightenment of his being, you know, having autism make it so that I treat him any differently. That's the one thing I think that he doesn't want. He absolutely, you know, and you'll, you'll hear it. That's exactly Mm -hmm. what he said. Yep. He, he said that so clearly he was glad that he knew mm-hmm. now, you know, and it, and he, um, people are listening to this episode right now and he just, you know, we're adding this in, but he, he did that exactly. And it was also, um, I know you haven't heard what he has said yet, but referred back to him. I'm real curious of what Vince would have to say. You know, <laughs> it was adorable. He seeks my approval out with a lot of things. Yeah. So I'm not surprised well. that he said that. Now, the one thing that I'm, I would, that I'm going to do over the course of, you know, however long we got left on planet earth is he's still Chris. I don't care that he's got autism. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I, it's, I, I've known that for a while and I haven't treated him any differently up to this point. If I see him walking across the room, I'm going to flick his neck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, that's oh, yeah. The that's, brother. It's, that's, he's still Chris. He's my younger yeah, brother. Siblings you know? tease so, each other. Yeah. Siblings rip on I mean, they fight just like, I mean, there's nothing that's different about it. Yeah, and luckily growing up, we, be it because of my imposing physical stature or success athletically, whatever it may be, Chris was always treated very well and still is even, you know, with my group of friends and all that. And there's, there's a line we all know, you Mm -hmm. know, like you're nobody messes with that kid. Right. You know, I've never had to step up and defend him. Yes. So I'm really encouraged by that part. So if he's made it this far, you know, just business as usual. He's he's great at his job. He's, he's Mm -hmm. funny. He doesn't even, I don't know. Realizes just genuinely funny that his that his perception of things is it you know his memory yeah. of your worst moments that he's able to reenact. Oh yeah. Oh man. Goodness gracious. We but, we just put on Shrek the other day, and he can still <laughs> quote put, that movie start to finish. I remember all of us oh going to God. see that movie. I had to like together. twice look at him Quick. and be like, "Hey, Chris, why why don't you just calm down and let the yeah. movie talk?" <laughs> But, but no, it's and it's uncanny how good he is at that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Do you think, you know, between your uncles and, and your brother that it is kind of shaped and affected who you're becoming as a young man? I mean, you're coming into your own, you're gonna be it's almost three oh for you, right? Yeah, this year. This year, yeah. yeah. So you're still I would say considered young. Is there anything obviously Laura and I have shared some of the, the frustrating parts of it. You know, there's a, there's there's a whole circle of emotions mm-hmm. with it. But 
what would you, if you can think of something where it had an effect on, you know, who, who you've become because of it, what would you say? It's been around since day one of my life, so I don't really see it as anything different. That's part of our normal. Yeah. So it's really tough to imagine that that would shape who I am. I would think that because of the upbringing we've had, you know, me and all of my siblings, really, that we would share this greater feeling and understanding for people like John and Billy, like Chris, like whoever. The reality of it is, though, especially going into special ed, when you meet parents who are dealing with disabilities for the first time, that a lot of it is fear of the unknown. Mm -hmm. And I would say that I've never had that. I've never had fear of the unknown. Whenever I see people in public or in schools who are either very visibly special education or if I see somebody who's got a tick or some kind of fidget where I can just see it and know, um, it's made me more aware for right. sure. Right. But I don't have a fear of the unknown. I've never walked into a special ed class and and been nervous yeah. you know i've never been dealing with special ed kids or people with disabilities across any realm of life where i've not known what to expect or not known how to treat them hmm. um one of the things that we chuckle about is that scene from family guy where he's like yeah. i don't know what you want i don't, I don't know, know how to help yeah right and it's a funny scene in family guy but it's also a microcosm of how society views people with disabilities a lot yeah. of time the fear and the negativity that is shown is purely because they don't know and they don't understand right and i've never had that since day one i've known and understood whenever john john's slamming you know his knees on puzzle boards and you know yeah <laughs> whatever whatever it babanching is a dog yeah, babon <laughs> <laughs> whatever's been going on over the yeah, course of our gosh. lives i just understand i know yeah. that that's that's what happens. So I've never had that, and I think that that has been a reason that when I see kids in public who are, you know, stepping on my feet or running through Vanderbilt's. I remember there was one time we were in the indoor facility, and this kid was very, very autistic, and you could really you could see it. Mm. And he was just running through the track and had his he was like bare it was running but he was running bent over with his palm scraping across the track which i'm not sure what that does for you but you know <laughs> yeah right <laughs> whatever it was, do, it was doing it the right way for this kid and as opposed to being put off by it i remember chuckling going all right man well whatever makes you happy yeah i know <laughs> i i mean we, we we all imitate john john i mean all the time every day and it's he does these funny things the way he puts words together and says it funny and yeah, yeah you start doing it like wow this is fun what the heck it's funny it's <laughs> reducing my stress yeah <laughs> Who cares? it's amazing so, I wish that I yeah. could just look at every problem and say Boston baked beans yeah <laughs> uh, Chris John John and I went shopping for get snacks for the trip tomorrow we were at the dollar store and he's like Chris said John look. <laughs> You know, a box of them, Boston yeah. baked beans. Yep. <laughs> and it's just, again, the simplest of thing, but it makes you laugh. And Well, I'm really excited uh, that you have uh, a tug in your heart to rebirth Agape. 
That's really cool. Yeah, it's the one group of charity that be, being exposed to a lot of football people who are around so many high-profile jobs that pay so much has kind of enlightened me to what their world is like. Yeah. And an unfortunate thing is, um, for those of you who don't know, and since it's tax time of the year, uh, a lot of you might be familiar with this. Um, football players, coaches, anybody who works works for the team or plays for the team is considered an independent contractor. You're selling your services to that team. So you're paid on a different tax schedule. A lot of times if you don't do the forms ahead of time, they don't tax your, your income. And you then have to pay your taxes later. It's the case with many pro athletes um they aren't taxed and then they have to pay their taxes later so this time of year is usually very difficult for them so what they do is they look for tax write-offs and the way so many of them have written off on their taxes is by donating to charity and being around the highest of high profile guys i mean i remember meeting nick saban when alabama was in Vanderbilt Stadium. and I remember when he went to that game. Yep. Yeah, it was cool. It was, I mean, being around him and then doing some research on him and seeing how many foundations he's got. It's so cool, and it's so, it's underprivileged city kids are always a part of, you yeah. know, football donations and charities, and then you'll get your occasional public school that's struggling. You'll get your, you know, cancer center research. And, and all of those are good causes. I'm not, anybody listening, I don't want you to think that I'm poo-pooing those causes. They're great. But I've never seen anybody donate to a foundation that is geared towards helping people with special needs. Yeah. I, I just, you just don't see it. The thing Tebow is doing with, with, the, with the productions, the, the prom that John went to, that's super cool. But and the fact that you know it means it's, right it's the only one really yeah. i mean it really i mean and uh, you know you, and that's just he's doing many things but what what our what what our mom and dad did was specifically reach out to the family and if you and whole. if you do research into special ed equipment now there's so many things that can drastically change the lives of people who are living a life that is so limited compared to what they could live specifically there's a a tool out now for people with cerebral palsy that they install tracks on your ceiling and a harness that you're able to control with a remote control. So you're able to freely move around your house. It's that's that's great. It's amazing. It is absolutely amazing. Some new technology too, where uh, computers follow actual eye retina movements Mm -hmm. and you look at the letters and it'll put together phrases i I saw something recently about that yep they they have those are called eye gaze machines yeah and um if the reality of it is if you aren't in a certain level of income you can't give that to your kids the mere cost of it is just it's so high that so many people just end up living lives in wheelchairs because you can't afford something like that i mean something like that the cerebral palsy thing I mentioned starts at like one hundred and twenty thousand dollars, because the technology is so advanced. It gets you in and out of the tub. You can maneuver around your house and prepare your own meals. And that's just not available to the average citizen. It's just not. Yeah. So, seeing stuff like that, I've always said, if I was ever in a position financially where I had more money than I needed and knew what to do with, 
that that would be the first group of people that I went and helped uh, out. That's a great thing. Yeah. So, well, great insight. This is going to be hard to chop out. <laughs> we might have to make this episode two parts. Yeah, might this as well. Is good. But uh, I'm really moved about the your vision to do something down in the future. And and as I told you, good, you know, the football thing will happen. Just please, no Tennessee, no Vols. I don't wear pumpkin orange at all. Well, if you're listening, Coach Pruitt, <laughs> not that you would be, yeah. but in the event that you are, we've met once before, and I could very easily trade in my black and gold for for orange volunteer orange. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> I know. I know. It I would. Good. I would put on a new. They didn't do Patriot too hot logo. last year, did they? No, they uh, they've been struggling for a while. Maybe time for a turnaround. I, I'm sure Vols fans hope so. Yeah. Uh, I like <laughs> finally beat Vanderbilt for the first time in I, five years. I, I so, I <laughs> so, oh, I know. So, but no, I'm, I, I, in all seriousness, I mean, that's, we saw it with Frank, the profound impact that pro athletes and larger than life sports figures like that have on people with disabilities yeah. is just, right. It's, it's, it's incredible when you are in that position because being, around Vanderbilt, no one cared who I was, but I was watching 40, 50 kids every single game lining up on the Starwalk, just wanting pictures, high fives, yeah. autographs, and all that stuff, yeah. and it's like something so small can make their whole week. Exactly. And it puts it in perspective. Yeah. The, the little things, and I've even done some posts on that about some of the things John calls and he's excited about, and it's the little things that when you see – the tiniest of things bring enormous joy or a sense and of accomplishment. Everybody out there listening who's a sports fan, I mean, I was that's how I got into sports was yeah. being a sports fan. I remember what it was like meeting Bruce Smith as a six-year-old yeah. and meeting Dominic Hasek as an eight-year-old and not knowing what to say and not knowing what to do. <laughs> uh, he actually I, did pretty good as, as, a, as a youngster there calling into the hockey games. He used to call in. <laughs> <laughs> so. I probably shouldn't do that now. The Sabres are not giving me a lot of reasons to be happy. <laughs> oh. If you're listening, yeah. Sabres. Get it together. Yeah. Skate better. <laughs> Skate. <laughs> Why don't, hey, let's not have the Jack Eichel show. Let's not put it all on number nine. Let's get other players. That'd be great. But, yeah. No, I'm, I've – something like that, too, where I just mentioned being on the Starwalk and signing an autograph, all of those kids – I mean, you don't know who they are, but what's the chances that you're signing an autograph for somebody who's profoundly autistic? Can they handle that right. crowd? Probably not. Most likely not. So why not just do something like that? You know, something as little as a pancake breakfast. Oh, just yeah, have them interact sense. with the players. You know, like it can make such a profound difference and such a large, like on such a small thing can make such a large difference. And. Oh, when you see it in their lives, it, it ends up bouncing back to yourself. Of course it and does. It puts it back in perspective what's really important. Yeah. You know, and the, and the and silly things we get upset about or want and don't have, all, all that. And growing up with somebody like Chris, I mean, I can remember a time where we met the wrestler Christian oh. at Darien Lake. Christian was supposed to be a bad guy, and Chris ran up to him like he was the president. Yeah, you know, like it was just—it was amazing. So that happened with John John a couple of times with Randy Savage and uh, yeah. a few of the other ones that he met. They were—they were always so kind. And again, it, 
meant the world to him, you know? Yeah, and it's something so small where I don't even think he signed anything. He just gave my brother a high five and thanked them for for right. watching. And I, Chris still talks about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he still talks about that. So you reenact the whole thing. Anything that I could do football-wise, I mean, it's such a demanding job where you're working 18-hour days and just constantly in the office because there's a lot of pressure that comes with those jobs the more you get paid the higher the pressure it's like anything in sports so often they get such a big platform where you can reach so many people that you'd never reach otherwise right as a special ed teacher in north college i have a platform my platform pretty much stops at my students and their parents nobody from albany new york cares what a north college special ed teacher has to say that's unfortunate but it's the truth whereas if I was the offensive line coach at Penn State, now I'm reaching hundreds and thousands of people who are just there, who are, because I'm wearing a logo on a shirt, their undivided attention is right there and available to you. Right. So I would eventually like to branch out and use that platform to not just raise awareness, because raising awareness is good, but... Yeah, awareness I would, I would action. I would yeah. I would love to turn it into an action. Turn right. it into something where as opposed to just this empty gap where I'm noticing I could make a difference this way and that way and this way and that way, as opposed to just brainstorming, you know, I would love to use that platform to reach out and to give back. Well, you know what there. I wanna do is we're coming back in April. And Laura kind of had a major thing today and a little shake-up in her special ed career. And I, I'd like to do an entire episode on special education because we've talked about a lot of family issues. Uh, we've talked about medical things, grief. You know, with what you just had to say today and kind of what uh, happened with Laura at her school today and what they want to do, I think it's time we, we do a full episode on the education system. I would be more than happy yeah, to do that. Yeah, let's do yeah. that. But very well said there, V, and uh, good luck with the new job. Of course, the football thing, it's going to happen. Something will happen. And if not, the vision you got, I mean, that's that touched my heart, man. The so. good news of it is, is even though I'm turning 30 and that's old in a lot of realms of life, in the coaching world, I'm still an infant. Yeah. So no, that's yeah. you the, got lots of time yet. That's the You're good news of it is, is coaching football is an old man's game. So I didn't really start to grow up to like 32 or three somewhere mm-hmm. in that neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, and you know that was. But I don't so ever want to grow a while. up. Yeah. yeah, I don't ever want to grow up. Well, so. visit supportingsiblings.com. There you can link to our Patreon page and give us feedback. And again, welcome to all our new subscribers to our newsletter. A lot of well said things there, Vince and. Uh, I'm sure I say we go uh, frog splash Chris. I did it this morning, but it's about time for him to get up anyway, isn't it? Yeah, it's looking like it's German suplex o'clock is what it is. (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) Visit supportingsiblings.com and always remember, hey, you want to make the world a better place, commit a random act of kindness to a complete stranger. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and invite you to share your stories and write to us at anotsotypical at gmail.com or visit supportingsibs.transistor.fm and connect with us on all our socials.